I do want to sort of bring up a game that, that really is from the backlog that I absolutely trounced and kind of put a significant amount of time, emotional effort, whatever you want to call it, into uh, is Persona for the Golden. And, oh, yeah. Uh, also the, and, and Persona Dancing All Night, which is uh, the dancing game as well with a Persona cast. Um, I got into Persona pretty pretty heavily, yeah. uh, it must be said. Um, it is a incredible RPG. Um, it was always something on my back burner. Um, as someone who um, got into the series with the Shin Megami games, um, quite I think I think it's Shin Megami Tensei series is an incredibly strange series, um, completely unknown for years, sort mm. of in the West. Um, and I started with the, the the third game in the series, which was Nocturne slash Lucifer's Call on the PS2. Incredibly hard, difficult dungeon crawler, bleak, yeah, um, religious overturns, heavy religious overturns sort of game. Um, not for the faint of heart by any stretch. I mean, you know, um, I only have to say Matador to anybody who who knows uh, the game. Uh, he's one of the first sort of major bosses and. Uh, if you're not ready, he will kick your ass over and over and over again. You know, it's it's a tough game, um, yeah. and so I sort of st- and and so I started with that, and it's and that is an incredible incredible RPG, but it is incredibly niche and incredibly um, difficult for people to sort of as a first. And Persona really isn't that. So um, Persona has always been interesting to me because it takes sort of that methodology around the monsters that they've kind of created and some of that religious stuff, but wrapped up in very much a high school drama yeah um uh, I've, I've i own persona 3 on the ps2 never played more than an hour of it um and so Same when here. i got a veto it's very oh right really yeah yeah, um, yeah. crazy isn't it crazy yeah. ridiculous I'm, I'm definitely gonna play it gonna play yeah. it of course one day one day <laughs> um and persona 5's come out i haven't even bothered to buy it because i thought um, there's there's very little chance of me jumping straight into that but so you you don't you don't have the same affliction as me then so you don't have any issue playing four before playing three I know I appreciate there's no continuation in storyline or or very minor kind of nods but there is it, none it, I think oh, okay pretty much okay that that doesn't bother um, you then even even with that in mind um I think if it was a continuation it definitely yeah. would bother me but um, yeah. otherwise no it didn't and I think it was because Persona Four was talked around. It was Persona Four strange because I knew Persona Persona Three. I remember very vividly Persona Three coming out because Persona Three came out right at the tail end of the PS2. I went yes. really late. Yeah. Uh, Xbox Three Sixty was already out. You know, PS Three was pretty much a couple of months away, I think. And I remember it coming out. And the thing I remember most vividly was official PlayStation magazine, not a magazine I read, but official PlayStation magazine gave it a ten out of ten. And I thought, wow. That's saying something, isn't it? That I thought, well, it, it, there must be something there, and and obviously that exploded into sort of what it became. And it's, uh, I think it's really fascinating that it it it's something that culturally took a hold in Japan very significantly. Persona as a brand, and and Persona is almost the bigger brand than Shin Megami now. Um, yeah, it's a complete role reversal, you know. Um, but you know they tied that a lot into anime and merchandise and the characters, and I think. The reason for that, and 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 I'll go into some of that, but the reason is because of because it is a high school drama. I mean, the one thing it reminds me more than anything else, and and some of it is the structure. Um, you have the day cycles. You have you know you go to school, then you sort of build up relationships. It goes week by week, weekends. You might do slightly different activities, uh, and on an evening you go into the whatever the dungeon part of the game is. It varies from game to game. Persona yeah. three. Was lit- I think it was literally a tower. I yes. can't remember. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, Persona 4, you go into TVs and you go into the TV land. And Persona 5, I'm not sure, it might be mobile phones. I've got no idea. There's some <laughs> other metric of doing that. Yeah. So it was always had a very sort of structured sort of way of dealing with it. And so because you have that, it feels quite nice to play it. It has a lot of music that plays at certain times in certain areas. So that kind of reiterates the feeling of repetition and sort of day by day. And so it's a game that you don't really want to rush through. You do want to play it bit by bit. Yeah. And because it's all about the characters and the interactions and then the RPG on top of that, it 
It reminds me of Neighbours. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> okay. It reminds me of coming home from school and doing the good old double bill of home and away. I don't know, it, it varied from area to area, didn't it? But up where I was, it was home and away first, and then you switched over to BBC One for Neighbours straight after. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the same for me. Was, yeah. was, was, wasn't as good, you know, that was the warm-up, and then Neighbours <laughs> was, the, was the real deal, as it were. You know? Yeah. And it does, it has that feeling, because you check in with these characters almost every day, you get a bit more update of what's happening with them, and you build up these stories. There's the typical teenage dramas, you know? Yeah. Love triangles, um, but it's just done very, very nice. I, I, the Japanese sometimes, and and I, I, it's very tastefully done game. It's not. I think, I, I think what puts a lot of people off Japanese games quite often is they feel very Japanese. Yeah. And what I mean by that is some of the humour is Japanese, or it has things that just a bit passe or don't work because. The cheesy or right, too yeah. cutesy, you know, they they overplay things a bit or over sexualise in bizarre ways and things like that, and and I can understand that, but Persona really avoids a lot of that, and I think that's why it resonates. And the characters do have these arcs, and they do change like significantly. They have realizations about their personalities, their personas, as it were. Um, it, it is literally that um, there's a lot of that and there's a lot of the themes of the game are very much around um, them coming out with things around their personalities, things that they keep hidden um, then they confront them in a boss in a dungeon effectively and there's mm. a, a mirror version of that character who um, plays up some of the things that maybe they wouldn't say out loud that's kind of how it works okay. so as you as you meet new characters you kind of learn this hidden side of them that maybe they don't want to talk about but then they obviously do have to confront it because it's part of the game and then they bring that out to the group and then they change as a character because of that and I think I think that's incredible um, a really interesting way of telling a story um, it's very much a whodunit sort of thing as well, there's murders and things um, yeah. so there is that breadcrumb trail of you know trying to figure out the broader story but ultimately, it's not about that. It's about those individual sort of um, bits of characters that, that um, and how they interact with each other. Um, it, it also helps, I think, that the main character is mute. And so when you ask questions and do things, you can portray yourself into that character quite well. Mm. Um, yeah, great game. Um, but a heavy commitment. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, so similar to you, I have... Um, Persona 3, I think I've got it on PlayStation 2 and and, and uh, on the Vita, like an idiot, and haven't played it um, extensively, but I, I've played it a small amount uh, of the Vita version, and could see that it's very much up my street uh, and I'm sure 4 will be too, which again I own and haven't played um, What I think I might find stressful, I think I've spoken before in that I'm traditionally a completionist in games. I would go out around and mm. try and get all the side quests and what have you. And from what I could tell of Persona 3, you're having to make very real choices with those kind of social links you were talking about during the day phase. Uh, you, by design, you're having to ignore stuff. You're, you're not going to get to everything, um, which I think is something <laughs> yeah. that... Is, is that fair to say? Yeah. yeah, I think it is. I think if you want to experience the game properly... Yeah. Um, you have to go along and just resign yourself. You can guide it if you know. Yeah. You know, you can figure out the critical path to make sure you hit every sort of social link to their max. And but I think the game doesn't. You wouldn't want to do that. Yes. You know? and yeah. You. You. I get. I understand that. And I think in the early going, it's very difficult because when you have days when you don't do much or you make a choice and you think, well, actually, maybe I should have done that you do feel the impulse to kind of go, oh, I need to go back and correct that. I, you just have to let go of that very early on yeah. because um, it doesn't matter. It, genuinely, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and the the major parts of the story are kind of the main bits, really, to sort of concentrate on. You you know, I think... Um, I think, you can't, yeah, you can't get hung up about those elements. It's just... But it, it's stressful the first few times and... Um, there is a feeling of, um, with, especially with the way the dungeons work in the evenings, you can, because it's calendar years, you might have sort of 20 days that you have to beat a dungeon in. 
Yeah. And so what you might try and do is use, and every the way it works is when you leave the dungeon, that's it. So you enter and you leave. So um, you might want to enter the dungeon and do as much as possible all in one sitting. So then you've got 19 days to do something else with. So, you can't really do that, but you right. you can try to do that. And so, again, I would always recommend that you try and just take your own pace and not overdo the dungeon side of it and just do bits and bits because ultimately the game will kind of warn you when you're getting to close to that point where you get into that fail state anyway. I'm but with you. Again, it's a bit of an early pressure where you kind of think, oh, I, you know, I would set aside, I would save before I got to the evening part because I knew that I might be in a dungeon for three or four hours. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to leave early. I don't want to leave after one hour because I want to make as much progress to make sure I'm ahead. Sure. Early enough to, to progress the story. But um, you soon sort of get on top of that. Yeah. It was never a pressure point, but you kind of do feel it, if that makes sense. You you feel that pressure. Um, okay. Uh, I don't think that's... I think that's the same for all the Persona games. I don't think that's any different from any of the other games. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, the, the other interesting part... Have you played any of the Shin Megami games at all? No, I haven't. No. No. Okay. And I mean, so, I mean, the, the, other, the other side of it is the RPG, the turn-based battles, which um, utilise a mechanic that is... Shin Megami, not, I don't believe it's in any other game, um, it's what they call the push turn mechanic. Do you know what this is? I don't think, this? no, I don't think so. Okay, so um, what? it's random battles and, and I'm sure you play a lot of RPGs where yeah. you go into lots of low level enemies and you just go A button, get through attack, 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 because that's the quickest and you can't be bothered to think and you're strong enough anyway and yes. you don't need to yeah. mess around with magics. Um you can do that with Persona as well, but the clever way to play is what they call the push mechanic, which is um, it uses the sort of fire, wind, water sort of elements side of things. If you choose the right element for an attack, you get a push turn, i.e. you get an extra turn attack. Okay. So if you use your three characters correctly, you can beat an enemy that's even low level much quicker because they will not get an attack in because you utilize your your elements in the correct I'm way with you. I'm with you. to get through the battle in a quicker manner, uh, which is a really clever mechanic um, that, that just kind of makes you want to use some more of the skill sets that you have and not just focus on attack, attack, attack. So are you, are you controlling all members of the party in Persona 4 or just the main character? I'm trying to remember what it was like in the in the small portion I played of 3. Yeah, they changed. So Persona 3 and I think Persona 4, the original... You only had control over the main character, and the rest were computer control. Or you could give general directions of attack, heal only, that okay. sort of thing. You know? Yeah. Um, but in this one, uh, you're full control over their uh, move sets and Got their attacks, okay. which is great. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the same for Persona Five as well. Um, right. I think they realised that people wanted to be able to sort of um, be able to have that sort of control over things. Um, yeah. So you know. It, for people who like mechanically deep RPGs, I mean, this is this is way up there. You need to try a Shin Megami game. I don't think it necessarily have to be this, but um, it's absolutely the the best jumping off point. I mean, from what I can tell, Persona Five is not as good as Persona Four. I'm sure mm. it's a very good game, but um, I think they hit lightning in a bottle a bit with the characters, um, and the, and it is the characters are just amazing um, throughout. Um, just really cleverly written characters and uh, as I touched upon I liked these characters so much that I played, in fact I played Persona 4 the dancing game and I played Persona 4 the fighting game Persona 4 Arena um, just because I liked the characters Um, (laughs) uh, they're not as good those games uh, but they they are bizarre because they recognise the stories really strong so you have a fighting Persona game with a storyline and you have a dancing Persona game with a storyline Nice. Um, so the storyline in Persona 4, I can't remember exactly on the dancing game, but it's about a 20-hour sort of mini RPG, you know, with with yeah. dancing rhythm games in between. Um, and it is worth mentioning the soundtracks of these games, uh, incredibly contemporary music, um, very dance sort of orientated stuff, but just feel absolutely at home in this world in a, in a modern setting. Um, a bit of a J-pop sort of vibe to things, I would say. It has that element to it. Um, yeah. You can tell it's Japanese, you know. Um, 
but it it's it's that feeling of yes these are things that i think these characters would listen to you know it has that sort of feeling yeah yeah i'm with you so yeah i mean great sense of place um great sort of atmosphere great characters uh I don't think I will revisit this game anytime soon, if ever, again. But, um, you know, I think my playtime was about 120 hours. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Sizable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I am really, for a long, I mean, I've been saying this for a long time, but I'm very, very keen to play one of them very soon. But then I, I say that, I've also had Dragon Quest turn up uh, yesterday, which I'm very keen to play as well, Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, a bunch of other JRPGs that that have been on my backlog for a long time, so it's it's choosing what to to do next. But I'm I think I'm about ready to invest that kind of time and in really deep delve into an RPG. It's just picking which which one. So what else did I play? Uh, okay, so talking, uh, you mentioned there in Persona, there's kind of murder mystery element to it. Um, I, I also played a couple of. Japanese games that are murder mysteries at heart. Um, we briefly spoke offline about uh, about one of them and how you didn't yep. particularly get on with it. So this is nope. <laughs> Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors is the first game. The second game, Virtue's Last Reward. There is a third that I haven't played yet. Um, but these are essentially murder mystery visual novels um, crossed with escape room games. So... Um, you're playing as somebody who is trapped in both games you're trapped in a in a certain building um you've got an explosive um device attached to your body that you can't get off um and you're forced to play through essentially a series of escape rooms um to further the story and and learn more about the the other uh characters you're kind of hold up with um there's a the who done it element to it as i say um Again, we're normally quite careful about going into spoilers here, so again, I don't want to go too deeply into it because um, for those who are listening who might be interested in, I think both of these games, they're absolutely best to go in knowing nothing about. Um, but just suffice to say, they've really sparked my interest in visual novel games. Okay. But I'd be interested to know... I, I know you said you, you essentially played an hour, if that, of Virtue's Last Reward and, and kind of bounced straight off it. Yes, <laughs> bounces, bounces, bounces. Definitely the word. I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of questions here. Go I on, mean, it's go on. it's really it's really I I I struggle with this because uh, on paper this this sounds like my cup of tea. I've played quite a lot of visual novels recently. Okay, it's the genre I've been really into. There's um, four to eight uh, Shibuya Scramble coming up, which is like an FMV game. Ah, yes, really I've, I've got that on order. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've played the Silver Case recently. I played Steins Gate recently. You know, um, I've got into visual novels in quite a big way, and I think that's because a I'm getting older, and <laughs> sometimes I just want to unwind with something that's a yeah. little bit easy, and I can just sort of progress through and get a story without having to put the effort in, if yeah. if that makes sense. Um, equally, murder mystery thought that would be up my street. Yeah, I, 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 I obviously you don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, um, I just. I couldn't. I don't. I, I don't get the hook. I just don't get it because, okay. right? So, it's it's an escape room. So that didn't gel with me at all. Okay. As soon as I saw the first scenes, it looked incredibly barren. Nothing for me to look at. Four walls. I just didn't. It felt like those old PC spot the pixel sort of thing and work out some incongruous puzzle that you can't really work out unless you get a piece of paper i know you love the sort of things i'm not sort of dissing that side no no at yeah. all or anything like that i just that was the sort of feeling straight off the second thought was this setup doesn't feel realistic at all like an escape room i just i couldn't get my head around it and that and it probably goes somewhere i'm guessing it, I, I i'll get say that. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i just I just thought this is just a ridiculous setup. I don't what what the hell is this world? And I I, I get why they're probably keeping it all secret for a reason. I get that, yeah. and you know, uh, you know, it, 
I've seen films like Logan's Run, you know, that's all kind of, you know, secretive. You don't know why the world's up as it is and people yeah. die when they're 30 when the light runs out and then they escape to the real world afterwards. I get all that, you know. The movies do it as well. They keep pertinent information from you because there are going to be some big reveals and kind of, and, and you're going to experience that. I just couldn't buy that initial setup. I just found it very difficult. The second part is, it reminded me of Battle Royale and then Yes. By Battle Royale, I don't mean Battle Royale <laughs> Not Fortnite, Fortnite but, yeah. or Battle Royale <laughs> PUBG. I mean yeah. Battle Royale, the film, yes. uh, which I'm sure you've seen by what uh-huh. you're intonating, which is, you know, they have these uh, devices on them. Uh, they're on an island. If they get off it, there's danger zones. And if they sort of disobey and stuff, they'll get their head blown off. Yeah, And so it had that sort of feel to it, had that danger. And, it, and the feeling of the game as well, just... I don't. I don't think it hurt me. I don't think it frightened me. It just made me very uneasy. Right. It right. felt pretty gruesome at yes. some level. It, it, it is. It, it can be. Yeah. I, I would say nine 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 even more so in places. Um, what I probably haven't explained, which obviously you won't, you won't have got to. You you play through um, certainly with nine nine nine. You play through certain sections multiple times, which is which can be a bit jarring on the original release on the ps4 re-release they allowed you to kind of skip forward through um parts you'd already done and then when you got to a branching part of the game where you went one way you could then you know kick off going the other way and basically the the idea being that you retain certain your character retains certain memories from a different timeline um and you can use that information to to get further down the branching paths and Okay, just a quick question on that. Does it yeah. does it make it clear when the branching path is coming and does it make it clear that this is the new path or do you have to remember the things that you did last time? Does that make sense? Is it obvious that it's a second playthrough, repeat playthrough, and does it make it obvious that it's going to be different and you can make it different? So I would say that was my one major criticism of... I had played um, one uh, full playthrough of, of uh, 999 on the DS a long time ago mm-hmm. um, on that version you literally had to play the whole thing again um, and and remember which branch you'd gone down um, and then remember essentially you needed to take notes or or have a map to follow which was, yeah. was my frustration with that game um, they repackaged them when they brought them out on the PS4 in, in one game, the first two in the series um, and this one allowed you to skip essentially fast forward through all the dialogue you'd already seen and it would stop when and and basically the the branching paths are obvious it's basically there are times where you you have a choice of which doors you want to enter and the way that works Mm -hmm. is your the the explosive devices the bracelets you're wearing uh, in both games they're numbered weren't they they are in uh in the in the first game they're numbers yeah one to nine and in the second one they are certain colors i think i'm remembering saying and you have to work with other characters in the game to so in Virtue's Last Reward, put two bracelets together of different colours to unlock a certain coloured door. And so, you, so at any time you might have three choices of okay, I'm going to go with character A to this door on the left. I'm going to go with character B, C, and D into the middle, and I might go with um, E, F, and G into the into the door on the right. So there are very obvious branching points throughout the story, um, mm-hmm. and through each door is, is a new set of puzzles and now I totally appreciate that this is going to appeal to me much more than you this this side of the, this part of the game because I, I was very much into point and click adventures when I was mm. younger um, puzzle games in general we've spoken about you know I, I tend to be fond of so this game for, for me has all of that which has got me to the game already and then also as I say the, the visual novel side of it it's not something I've dabbled in a huge amount but the stories in the in, in both of these games and it is you're right it is quite oppressive it's it can be incredibly upsetting at times there are very very light moments as well i think touches on what you were talking about uh, about japanese game in general Uh, the humor certainly in virtue's last reward there's one character in particular who is uh early on kind of antagonizing you who is very polarizing yes i remember that yes yes Um, yes very polarizing yes (laughs) yeah um but what i would say is if you are uh, along for the ride, the st- I've never experienced a game story like these. There, there are twist after twist after twist, and you can be what what's what I like about it is you can 
depending on which path you take first, your experience of the game compared to the next, you know, if you're speaking to somebody else who's played through the game, you might get a really key piece of information early on that somebody else won't get until 30 hours into the game. And, and it's it's pretty much a unique experience in that respect for, for people who play through it, which is, which I found really interesting. Um, okay. But, yeah, I mean, I can totally understand how this wouldn't be for everyone. Did you did you get stuck on the puzzles? Did the puzzles ever heed your storyline progress? There there were definitely a couple um, that I struggled with. I'm trying to think. It was a little while ago now. As uh... because I can see myself, you know, going straight onto the internet and going, I can't be bothered. I just want to progress the story. Get me past the puzzle, please. Okay, Does that so makes sense because some makes... of them felt like I couldn't figure them out. Okay, that it makes sense. In that I totally understand where you're coming from if if you are not someone who generally is somebody who will spend a lot of time playing pure puzzle games. Whereas obviously that is the case for me. So I think maybe that barrier is something I didn't experience because I'm happy to to root around try and work That's out what I'm missing. You? Yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> um That said, I can't there are definitely a couple that I struggled with. On the whole, I think the challenge seemed pitched just right for me on, on, on most of them in that they weren't easy to just fly through um, but they uh, they also I, I don't remember being stuck for hours and hours on, on any of them and what I particularly liked in Virtuous Less Reward as well there are at the end of each room there is a safe combination you have to put in and you only have to do there is two different combinations you can find depending on how much you want to um, kind of root around um, and the kind of easy okay. solution, if you like, will get you I out see. of the room. Um, oh, that's good. Uh, and then the kind of harder solution will get you extra information, so an extra file of background story and um, items that might inform some of the story turns you're going to experience later on. They might give you small hints towards that or explain something that's happened that maybe has been um, not so clear. Uh, so I enjoyed, you know, again, we've talked before at length that what I'm like with, with any type of game, I enjoyed hunting around for the extra um, files and stuff before allowing myself to move on. So, yeah, it, it's, it was a real shame when, when you said you kind of really had this kind of um, strong reaction. Yeah, <laughs> very strong reaction. And I don't normally have that sort of reaction to games, but I just... and and. I still own it, and and I might play it, but I, yeah. I'm very. I think I'm very unlikely to. I think, uh, yeah, the character you mentioned, I did forget about the yeah. character. Yeah, um, yeah, it just wound me up. Absolutely, <laughs> I can I just, understand it. Uh, and and I, I I suppose I've got so many questions because it's something I should enjoy at some level. Yeah. I should enjoy this. This is yeah. a game that ticks certain things, like I've said, but I didn't, and it frustrates me because. I see lots of people talk about it, how great it is. With the story, is what what is what what is great? Is it is it the structure or is it the reveal? I suppose is my question. Is, I, I, what's what's the bit that makes the that makes it so great? I suppose I, I, it's a cop out, but I would say both, or, or genuinely both, <laughs> because the the reveals just you you might go, and I appreciate this is this someone with not as much patience as as me may find this completely jarring, but you can go long stretches of the game depending on which paths you take without any real revel- uh, you know, revelations and then suddenly you'll have a two-hour stretch where it, you, you know, every five or ten minutes, bang, 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 they're kind of mind-blowing turns that you just didn't see coming. And um, that... that I hadn't played anything quite like that before, um, but I also loved the branching structure of it like I say, you could, you hop around the timelines. You're retaining certain information um, that that you've picked up from a previous play. I just, I just thought it was just incredibly well thought out. And uh, yeah, again, without going in, I, I just don't want to. Sp- I know you specifically may not play it. But, I don't. Um, I really don't care. I mean, obviously, listeners will probably care if you spoil um, the, the, this game. But this is what for I me, mean. It I, really doesn't matter. I think from from. <laughs> That's all I'm th- thinking of really at this point. Is if anybody is listening who who is minded to play it, I I definitely wouldn't have felt it was half the game if I knew any almost anything more than we'd, we've spoken about about it going in. Um, I yeah. think, yeah. Which obviously so I, I, was, I, pre- I mean I was I, I was going to ask you and you'll probably say you don't want to answer it, but it's like so like 
it's murders, right? Yes. And people will die, affect, but that's kind of the set up and premise and, and stuff. But, um, so, like, I, the spoilers, obviously, but could then almost anybody die? Is, is it that sort of setup? Or, yes. Um, and do, okay. Uh, and, uh, is that the is that the twist? Because it feels like that's the twist. Do you know no. what I mean? It feels like that's the twist to some level. It's like, well, you know, somebody you would get very attached to is going to die. You know that sort of thing. Or um, there's going to be some backstabbing I, between the characters between because of I, the murder side of things, or or breaking of the rules. Uh, I think that's the other side of it. Does it? <laughs> you know, like Portal. Yes. Portal starts very today. It has its structure, and then it blows itself apart. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. it does, um, and not not how I'm going to say, but you yeah. know, it, it changes significantly. Yeah. Does it do that? Is it that side of things a bit more? Is it that sort of feeling that it's because it feels very structured at the start? I think that's the other bit that kind of bothered me. You're not going to say it's fine. Don't talk. <laughs> no, no, it's no, fine. no. It's spoilers. Fine. I, um, what I would say on on that point is yes, I would say anyone can die, but just because somebody died on one timeline doesn't mean they're going to die in the other timeline and parts are going to end up being canon by the end of the game other parts aren't for reasons i don't necessarily want to want to go into um but yeah that's that's interesting yeah it's um and and are you and you sorry are you expected to kind of play it multiple times then is that kind of the feeling that you need to get to get yeah to, to, to get the full you you could play through it get one ending and if it's one of the kind of more spectacular endings, I mean, normally those are gated, so you have to get a certain way down one path and then go down another okay. path, if, if you see what I mean. But you may yes. get one ending that will be really quite satisfactory and you could play that and think, oh, I've played that game. But there there are multiple, multiple hours left, really, for you to, for you to get the full... And, and I would say definitely anyone who plays it and enjoys one playthrough, you really want to go and, and play all of them. Um, but... Again, that is quite a commitment to to do that, and especially if someone's playing the DS version, as I say, of the first one nine nine nine, it is a bit of a chore to then go back through stuff you've already done, replay um, escape rooms you've already done. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not particularly fun to have to do that again. As I say, the PS4 re-release is uh, puts pay to that, which is which is definitely welcome. I would also say definitely play nine 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 first. Okay, there are. Yeah, the, it's worth playing them in order. I won't say it's more than that as well. Um, there, wow. there, there, some of the, some of the revelations towards the end of Last Reward won't mean nearly as much if you haven't played the, the first one, okay. um, despite being seemingly unrelated for, for for a lot of it. Yeah, I I, I absolutely adored them, but yeah, I, it, clearly not for everyone. Have you played many other visual novels specifically <sighs> from Japan? I haven't, but I own a number of the ones you just spoke about so i'm interested <laughs> to know what you would recommend i play so i have i've got steins gate steins gate zero i've got uh i've got the danganronpa games um hatful boyfriend um the uh what was the other one you mentioned silver case was it called silver case yes uh, i think i picked that up in the sale recently as well is there any any in particular you would recommend i i check out next I mean, so I always hate when people say about 999 and Virtuous Last Reward, the one that people always pick after that is Danganronpa. Yeah. Uh, but again, I've played a little bit of that. I've played the VR version. Uh, oh, yeah. And I, th- I think I've seen some footage of the game. And it, it seems like the same bloody concept as <laughs> yeah. Virtuous yeah. Last Reward. But you're kind of voting for who's going to die. I, I don't know how it works in the other one, but it seems the same thing. Someone's, you know, someone in the party is going to die. And I just thought, oh, I'm not going to get along with that either, am I? <laughs> so go for that one, because clearly that's not the one I'm going to enjoy. Um, so... <laughs> but did you enjoy... Steinsgate really appeals to me. It sounds like that is very much more traditional visual novel, not a huge amount of interaction. Is that is that correct? Uh, that would be that would be an understatement. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I enjoy Steins Gate a lot. Um, uh, it has again, it does have parallels. It has time travel, uh, yeah. quite significant, and it takes a very um, scientific approach to time travel. If that's sort of your thing, it kind of explains things properly, which is really nice. Um, and it kind of 
and that's what's quite interesting. It plays with time travel a lot. It feels like you know a Bill and Ted or a, you know a Back to the Future in that way. You know, yeah. it does interesting things with time. Um, interaction is is minimal. Yeah, almost almost non-existent. Okay, which if you're not used to, can be very jarring because yeah. the vast the entire game is pressing A, uh, pretty much. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not underselling that. Yeah. Um, you know, um, people, people will bounce off Steins Gate even more so because there is none of, there are no puzzles, there are branching paths, but they are branching paths because of um, choices in dialogue. Yes, but you don't even get to choose where you go. You must play the Phoenix Wright games. Yeah, but Phoenix Wright has an element of being able to move around locations. You move around locations in Steins Gate, but you have no control over where you're moving. Right. It's the story. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we are talking very, very linear sort of um, thing. But, again, the game expects you to get to an ending, and then there are multiple endings. And the first time I played it, I was like, how do you make the choices in this game to get the different endings? Because all I've done is press a a lot. Yeah, it's very difficult. So what it does on a subsequent playthrough, it does a bit what you said. It does a fast forward button for the text, uh, and it literally stops where it, the game knows there is a choice. Okay, but you might not realise there is a choice. Yeah, I'm with you. Does that make any sense oh, whatsoever? No, it does. That it's... that sounds very similar to to the way um, the the games we've just been speaking about approach it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's incredibly um, linear. I mean, yeah, I. I couldn't tell you what the choices were because I cannot. Re- <laughs> they are so well hidden that you yeah. just yeah. Some of some of it's literally not pressing a button to bring the conversation forward. Right. So right. then someone so it's another character interrupts. It's those sort of things. Okay. So that's why it's it's yeah it's very very linear. Uh, or it's bringing up um, your device that has the backstory around characters and clicking on a profile for a character that might change the storyline. I see. So yeah, uh, but it plays very much with the butterfly effect of things he- heavily, um, and even on the linearity of the story, although it's linear, it plays with time a lot. It does a lot of rewinding and replaying and rewinding and replaying and changing small things um, in interesting ways. Yeah, it's very Japanese. Um, when I talked about Persona having elements that you know feel a bit more palatable, this has things which I would say are unpalatable to people it has okay. questionable content in there as well okay if you know what i mean yeah i think i think i'm getting the gist yeah no Steins so Gate... people will bounce off this um, yeah and, and it's a bit of a shame that it has those elements because i think the general story is really sort of um, interesting i mean the main character plays up to being a pervert basically you know and, right okay. and people will you know and there's no way around that. Much like Persona, you can inhibit the character, and it's not an issue. This, the main character, it's their own. You have to detach yourself from them because they have their own sort of personality that's pretty strong. Um, so, um, yeah, um, very niche, um, kind of crazy. I think even even the game, you know, Virtual's Last Reward and Steins Gate and Danganronpa how these games get released and translated these are just yeah yeah i find it amazing that we're allowed this content these days because <laughs> years ago who would buy a visual novel it just wouldn't happen yeah yeah absolutely so with steins gate i think the thing that really attracted me to that one in particular is i think there's some link i don't know how central to it is to the john title hoax does that does that mean anything to you oh yeah it does but i don't know what okay so i know is this a real thing yeah 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 so wow my understanding you're blowing my mind now oh okay okay right uh, uh yeah john titer's thing is part of the storyline yeah oh, did, amazing did he come okay. on the in- did he come on the internet and Pretend he was from the future then. So yeah, in so real life. so obviously, presumably a hoax. Um, but but yeah, a lot of people convinced he was real. He he uh, posted up whether it was a bulletin board or, or where yes, it was, that's right. um, <laughs> claiming he was from the future, coming back to collect uh, an 
old IBM machine that he needed um, to oh repair. Oh, my his God. Own. Yeah. No yeah. way. And Are you serious? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I was fascinated by the story. Wow. I, I I didn't experience it at the time it was happening, but, but stumbled across it. Um, and... Uh, yeah, really interesting. Really interesting. So when that, you say, was it was it a Japanese was it a Japanese thing or was it an American thing or I th- what? I what think American. What? I'm pretty sure it's American because he he went on. The guy claiming to be John Titor went on a um, a kind of a radio show known for kind of paranormal and those types of story and kind of fantastical stories called AM Coast to Coast. I think it's called and um, but but mostly it was online posting um, and. Claiming, you know, posting up schematics of his machines and um, uh, claiming there was going to be a world war in the in the future, and he was trying to prevent it. All this, all this type of stuff. It was, yeah, I found it fascinating when I when I read about it. So to know that that is a central theme of the game is definitely, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much that's pretty much where the games. Yeah, you amazing. Start, you you go you go on message boards. You see message boards from John Titor. You reply. Yes, there's all of that. Oh, amazing! So you had no idea any of that was and based on. And it is about finding an IBM machine as well. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm totally all over this now. Yeah, uh, you might enjoy it from that aspect because yeah. I suppose that's made. That's crazy. That is crazy. So, I so thought, you had I no. I thought it was all made up. Obviously, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Yeah. I'll, um, <laughs> I advise reading up on it. It's uh, it's really interesting. Interesting okay. stuff. Cool. Yeah. No. Uh, that's that's really cool. Um, yeah. So I suppose it's when I say it's based on some sort of facts. I suppose there you go. It's based on something that kind of happened. And yeah, they they the IBM machines obviously used. And you, you, yeah, I don't know exactly what's in the bulletin board messages, but I'm. I, it might be Vertibum, though directly yeah. word for word. It wouldn't surprise me if it's literally those bulletin board messages uh, in this game um, with this main character and stuff and uh, brilliant things. Oh wow, that's great! That's 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 blown my head up a bit. That's cool. Uh, yeah, that's that's really interesting, uh, and it's really popular anime and stuff. And uh, Zero, I think Zero kind of it's, it's more or less a prequel. I don't think it's essential by any stretch. Right. Um, okay. And it, I mean, it, what you might want to do is wait as well because um, they're releasing a game called Steins Gate Elite, which is literally a re-release of the original game. But with some of the anime cutscenes and certain gameplay changes and stuff in there, so oh, okay. um, literally a retread of that first game. It might be better, it might be worse, so it might be worth just seeing what that looks like before. Um, oh, well, that's good to know. Do, do you know how far off that is? Um, I think it's very soon. Oh, cool. Um, okay. And 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 because it was such, I think it was, I think it was very well received over here in terms of sales and things. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it will get picked up. I mean, they've released Zero and they didn't need to. Um, so, um, and as I say, the anime, the anime, and, and I suppose that's the weird thing. I mean, there is an argument to be said here of do you play the game, which isn't really a game, or do you watch the anime? Because you're going to get a very similar experience because sure, yeah. ultimately there isn't that level of interaction. I suppose it depends how you feel about sort of uh, consuming media. I just found it very relaxing to play on a Vita particularly because you know you can just boot it up for a few minutes and kind of get a little bit of story and then turn yeah. it off so you know uh, whereas i will never sit down and watch sort of tv series um but in terms of length of time it's you know it's similar but i i, I suspect elite is probably fairly soon and um, um uh, it feels like they will probably keep re-releasing this game for a long time for some reason i think yeah. that, that i think it's quite likely that this will be sort of it, like I say, it's very heavily regarded, much like um, Virtuous Last Reward and um, 999. I think I think there is this feeling with some of these virtual novels that that's going to be the way. There's going to be these benchmark ones that people are going to flock towards. And, uh, yeah, the, the essential ones. So, yeah, there you go. Excellent. Um, okay. I suppose the other big sort of thing, I think I've told you briefly as well, uh, sort of my big recent um, sort of, obsession in my backlog it wasn't really a backlog that is recent it was a backlog of my own making uh which is always interesting is uh i kind of felt like missed out on the 3ds craze yeah um and i was around at my friends fairly recently and he uh offered to lend me his 3ds so as whenever this happens and this is this has happened more than once once i get a console i don't own i buy a bunch of games for it (laughs) 
<laughs> of course you do. Although, of course I do. Yeah. And I probably won't own a 3DS, but I probably will keep all the games. Yeah. Which is stupid, but there <laughs> we go. Um, so I've been playing a bunch of 3DS stuff. Um, it's nice. It's lovely. Um, I've, very, I've barely played any 3DS stuff before. I remember playing, I think, a demo unit probably when it came out. I'm thinking the 3D effect was nice. Yeah. Um, got a bit dismayed in some ways that Nintendo pivoted away from the 3D because um, I thought it was pretty cool. And yeah. having one, I think the 3D is pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. So the games I've kind of played a lot of, I've played a lot of um, Pilot Wings Resort. Mm. I've played a lot of um, Super Mario 3D Land. Uh, and I picked up uh, Rhythm Paradise Mega Mix as well. Um, they're sort of the big ones. Yeah. Um, I picked up Samus Returns as well, but I haven't played any of that yet. Okay. Um, so is it uh, is it a standard 3D? There are obviously a lot of different revisions. Is it is it the standard one mm. or Excel or? or... Yeah, it's the very first model. Yeah, okay. And yeah. I think it's like limited edition Zelda one. It is. Um, yeah. I am. I, Again, so I've been looking into. Okay, maybe I do want to buy one, but it's difficult. I think the I think the 3D. I don't know what your opinion of the library is. I think it's an incredible library of games. Yeah. Oh I yeah, just, big time. Um, I just the, the thing that disappoints me is the 3D element because I think I don't get the feeling from what I've played. So I played 3D Land, uses incredibly well. Pilot Wings does. Rhythm Paradise, not really. Yeah. Um, you know. Um. Samus Returns from the little bit I play looks really I think that uses it really well and utilizes it well I get the feeling that a lot of games don't really bother very much and it just that kind of makes it difficult because like you say how many 3DS's 2DS's are out there yeah. do I need a 3D one or not can I make do with a 2D one but I like the no glasses 3D I think it's cool but yeah. there's no enough software that really pushes it yeah I must admit so my my wife and son both have a, a 2DS, um, so a lot of the stuff that gets played in this house, I don't actually know because they, they might be playing stuff I don't I don't play. So obviously, I don't get a chance to have a look at uh, what the 3D is like that. But I do get the feeling that that you're right that it has it has been underutilized. But you're also right in that the the catalogue generally is is phenomenal for the machine. It's um, there's so many good games on there. I'd be really interested to hear more. About um, Rhythm Paradise, I've not played any of those games before. Um, from none of them, no, no. So from the outside looking in, they look very similar to WarioWare. Is that fair um, kind of touch point? That's yeah. I think that's incredibly fair sort of yeah. um, start point. Yeah, um, it has that same wacky feel that WarioWare games do, which is uh, bizarre setups potentially, uh, and just a, a, a that. That wider cast of characters, I suppose. Wario is quite interesting because Wario kind of um, anchors the series, doesn't it? In Nintendo, yeah. this is a Nintendo series. This is a character that's been in Mario games. By the way, there's Mona and Jimmy and all these other characters that you've never heard of, and they live in Wario Wareland, and that's kind of it. And, and it's crazy that there's this whole sort of. I almost think it's you know this like I say this world around it, and it, there's a very sort of similar feeling with Rhythm Paradise. There isn't the same characterization of characters and things but there is um, a lot of animals and a lot of reoccurring sort of creatures and they all kind of just fit together in this weird rhythm world um, so you kind of get attached to them in weird ways uh, you know so you get the you get this um, one of my favorite games and so to just to sort of recap Mega Mix is literally a compilation of every single warrior uh, every other previous Rhythm Paradise games so there's been one on the Game Boy Advance yeah. one on the DS and one on the Wii and it has all pretty much I would say 99% of all the games from those all the mini games plus new ones Excellent. so you're getting everything in one package which is incredible yeah. um, so for me obviously there's not much that's fresh and new but I still enjoyed it because it feels quite at home on a handheld um, it's, it's a very complete package the 3D is still nice to have in there uh, it's, you know and it's just nice to go back to them. So, for example, um, there are a few of them with like lyrics and, and sort of um, songs, which I really like. Um, you can have them in English or Japanese, and I quite like the Japanese versions. But there's one that really always sticks out to me, which is um, there's a frog troop, um, and so it's like a rock and roll, old rock and roll, you know, like uh, rocker on the clock, that sort of thing, sort of feel to it. The song yeah. in Japanese, 
uh, and you are part of the frogs in the background and it's frogs singing as well uh, and a woman who kind of gives you the cues the music cues when you need to do and the entire time you're pressing a to move your hips left and right <laughs> very exaggerated in yeah. line with the other three so your hips are kind of swinging very much rock and roll style in yeah. the background and then you might get a cue to do a spin and you've got to do the spin or you might do the cha-cha-cha, so which is like the three hips very quickly. Yeah, It's very amusing. It's quite funny. And I think that's what I like about the games. There are humorous elements in all of them um, that just get you, you know? They just kind of go, it makes sense, but it shouldn't. If that Does that make any sense? You <laughs> yeah, know, I think I know what you mean, yeah. It, 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 it shouldn't work. This should not be a thing, but you kind of, you live that sort of space of, and they're a bit longer than WarioWare because they need to be because it's rhythmic based. So sure. normally the game's about sort of three to four minutes long, um, but they're very much one button uh, or two buttons at most, you know. Yeah. Um, and they, they they play with them, and it's really interesting how they group and sort of put them together. Some are very offbeat ones, which are always quite difficult. Uh, some are call and response. Some are on the beat. Some are constant. You know, um, they you know, and I think. You get you get they get they get in your head and you almost you just know once you know them there's just a real satisfaction of playing them. Yeah. And I do a lot with this and um, I rebought Parappa. I don't know if you've ever dealt. With I've never Parappa played Parappa, Parappa. No. Okay, you need to play Parappa one at yeah. some point. But I have the same feeling with that. I will play these games for the pure enjoyment. I'm not playing for any other reason. I'm playing because I like how they feel and how they play. Yeah. And, and I will always do that with this. And, you know, they just bring a bit of sunshine to, <laughs> to, to miserable days, in, in all honesty, you know. Um, they, they are fantastic. Um, uh, you should you should pick up uh, Mega Mix for sure, even if you hardly play it. I mean, if you've never played them, you definitely, definitely should play them. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have a... Um... Uh, you know, I've played a lot of rhythm action games and loved them, um, but there are definitely glaring omissions. Parappa is, is clearly one of them. But yeah, I've never played this series at all. And um, when you mentioned you got it, I was, was really interested to, to hear more about it because, um, yeah. yeah, as I say, it's, it's good to confirm that kind of um, silliness is, is present, as in with, with the WarioWare. Oh, it's fantastic. Games. Yeah. I mean, one of, the, one, one of the best mini games, and it was on the Wii version, is one called Ringside. Um, and um, it, I played it in English. It was better in English. And Ringside, the setup is just brilliant. So Ringside is um, is a is a wrestler, yeah. And you and it's not a wrestling match or anything like that. It is an interview with the wrestler. Yeah. So you are the female, and you're giving the interview and giving the microphone back and forth. And so you're doing the responses for the wrestler, which is either like a head nod to a question. <laughs> yeah. Or it's striking a pose to flex your muscles. Right. Uh, so you, you, you flex your muscles and go, oh, you go big guy, which means you press dit dit, which means flex your muscles. Yeah. Uh, and in between, so how it goes, and I'll kind of do the, the noises for the bits where you press the button. So when she asks a question, do a nod, it's like a one hit. If it's a flex, it's like a two hit. Yeah. And then and then, and then sometimes it goes, strike a pose, and you've got to strike literally like, proper homoerotic heads behind you know <laughs> hands behind your head sort of yeah. thing and you get all the cameramen doing big flashes and then it does the newspaper report so the interview goes like wubba dubba dubba that true yeah dubba 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 that true yeah wubba dubba dubba that true whoa you go big bye and you flex your muscles and so you kind of get this rhythm of an interview yeah which is just you don't get that in games do you i mean no, that's, that uh, sounds it's very amazing. unique yeah. yeah, I'll be I'll be ordering so, this. I think I think that's it sounds <laughs> definitely right in my wheelhouse. Um, um, and 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 one of the new ones which really got to me, and again spoiling this one when it comes up, but there's so many. I think I can sort of spoil yeah, a few. Yeah, yeah. There's absolutely. one called Blue Blue Bear, which is a brand new one, and uh, it's this very chalk drawing of this blue bear, literally blue, and it plays up the blue bear. He is carrying um, what you would call um, like a um, one of those old sort of fruit, um, sort of um, not cardboard, um, sort of paper fruit sort of um, shopping bags in his arms, you know, yeah. with all of his shopping and things. Uh, and he's the the 
the food is coming out and he's eating them and it's all sweets and cakes and donuts <laughs> and the girl left and right of his head and as he eats them he starts crying as he's going down the down the street and it's the most emotionally affecting thing for five minutes oh man yeah this uh this sounds good so yeah you should give it a, give it a go okay. um have you have you played the Mario um, 3D game as well? I haven't Mario actually. 3D no, game. I haven't. I've 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 played precious few Mario games actually. I've, I've, again, I think we touched on it when we talked about Sonic Two. Um, I was um, I had uh, my first console was uh, was a Mega Drive, um, and then I was onto PlayStation, uh, and then and I never really owned the early Nintendo consoles. I had a friend who had a um, an NES. Um, uh, I never really, I completely missed the Super NES, um, so I kind of missed out on on Mario. So it's never really been a huge thing for me. Um, clearly, I need to go back and play some of these games. I've played Mario Galaxy, which I thought was fantastic, but for instance, despite mm-hmm. owning the Switch, I haven't played Odyssey yet. Um, there's, a, there's a lot, lot of the classic games I haven't played. So, so no, uh, uh, that that's another one I haven't, I haven't touched yet. Okay, yeah. So I played a lot of that. I finished that, and um, I, um, I think Galaxy Galaxy One is the one for for me. I think you you chose on the right one. Yeah. Galaxy Two is, I mean, they're all great to a certain degree. I think, I think this is Nintendo all over. You know, they make great games, and, yeah. and, and there's no denying that. Um, they will always have great ideas in them. But I think you, you know, um, it, it's how much of that do you do, do you sort of want to play and dedicate time to? Mm. Um, I would say 3D Land um, is um, uh, it feels it feels close to to the Galaxy games. I yeah. would say um, it has a lot of the same ideas and same sort of setups as those games. Um, so it definitely feels closer to that than to say Sunshine or um, or uh, Mario 64. Yeah, um, it has um, the 3D works amazingly on that. I mean, it's jaw-dropping to me and the 3d on that i just love it um it it feels very different it feels like a handheld mario it it's it feels it feels like a miniature game if that makes sense it feels like a toy box it feels small and the levels feel small um and obviously i think that's been done on purpose uh but that's quite nice from a you know from a design perspective it it doesn't have and i suppose this is where it gets interesting i think yeah, I'm not sure of the other ones. I think, yeah, I think it's the first Mario game without camera control, 3D. Okay. So, yeah. you really so because of that, it plays with angles a lot more. So isometric areas, um, bits where you're literally kind of going downwards from the sky or whatever, um, sideward scrolling elements, you know. Um, so, and because it's in 3D, they obviously play up the 3D aspect of it. So it's quite interesting that. It doesn't feel like a 3D in terms of gameplay, but it's obviously 3D in terms of how it views and how it structures. What I mean by in gameplay, I don't mean it's not a 3D world. It is a 3D world. It doesn't feel like the other 3D titles in that sort of the way it structures things and secrets, etc. Yeah. So, you know, um, it has that feeling of being smaller, condensed, um, and... Um, I, t- I suppose my only criticism of of the Mario games and and same it was the same with Galaxy same with Galaxy Two they they just and it's not their failing it's mine and you know I, they they ramp up very slowly for me um, yeah they're just very easy going um, to the point where yeah I've played ninety percent of the game and haven't been challenged you know it's, right. it's that, that sort of feeling comes. I'm very much playing for that ten percent extra content, you know, the post game stuff. Effectively, yeah. that's what I play the Mario games for because that's when they start to throw the hard stuff at you that's meant to take you months, which still only take me a couple of weeks or a couple of days. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. just yeah. it's just the nature of, of of those games. But I always recognise sort of the good design that goes on, and it's just nice to have a three D game. Again, I just. Where's the sequel in some ways on the 3DS? You know, it they didn't they didn't really follow it up. You know, it's mm. there's your reason for having a 3DS. They did that. That's great. You know, there's your system seller. They've done that. But I find that a lot with Nintendo. Sometimes they don't maximize the opportunities a bit, and um, 
obviously 3D I think kind of fell by the wayside so they were never really going to sort of push another 3D land I don't think in the same way um, which I think is a shame um, I, I kind of it, I, I don't know how you feel about the 3D but obviously we talked previously about VR and yes. I was always amazed by the 3D aspect of that and I think my, my feeling is, is that some of the ideas in 3D land um, might come about in some of the VR stuff particularly um you know, Robot Rescue, so the the platformer from yeah. uh, the demo disc that came with it uh, for, for PlayStation VR, that's getting made into a full game, and yeah. I suspect some of the ideas around perspective and things and sort of control and stuff and things like that, I think might come out in that area. Um, I'm, that's my hope, mm. is that maybe VR might pick up the baton of 3D game design. Um, but, um, you know, I think... I don't think Nintendo will revisit it. Um, what do you think? What do you think they will do with the DS? I suppose that's the other side of having a DS. I mean, I'm really loving it because I'm using a handheld out and about. Not much, but I'm bringing it places. And yeah. I don't feel precious about it. You know, it gets slung in a bag, and you know, I don't mind getting it out in public. Can't do that with a Vita. Or I feel very bad about doing that with a Switch. Yeah. That's um, what you mean. I'm not sure what Nintendo. It feels like they're not going to do another DS. No, this is the end I, of the line. I, it definitely feels that way to me. Uh, it feels like it's slowed down to a real crawl now, isn't it, in terms of support. Um, yeah, it's it's a real shame because I've I've had one. I mean, as you kind of alluded to earlier on, I uh, as an adult, I have tended to buy every console that comes out because I'm, <laughs> I, uh, I'm a lunatic and and. Very much, you know, if there's a game I want to play, then I, I'm going to need the platform to play it on. So um, the DS, the, the 3DS, sorry, I didn't get straight away. I got the XL when it came, not again, not de- uh, straight away when that came out. But um, I've had it for a number of years now, and it has definitely been a machine. Sometimes it'll it'll be put down. I might not pick it up for a few months, but... but um, then there will always be something that I'll come back to and and get get really into and um it yeah it's it's been a machine with a lot of games that that have been favorites along the way um i mean you mentioned the phoenix wright games there which were again at the point at the point i played those there was i've never really played anything like that before there's so many um that i've got wonderful memories of playing on it so it is a shame if that is as you say, that you know this is going to be the end of the DS line, but the Switch has been seemingly such a success that I mean, I think... so yeah, absolutely, so successful that you kind of it wouldn't make sense, would it, for Nintendo to revisit? I think I think that's just me being you know sentimental about stuff. I felt the yes. same when sort of the Game Boy sort of line lineage stopped because absolutely. again, it, that idea of having just a screen with a couple of buttons, just you know, it just affects game design in bizarre ways. You know, I think. Yeah. Does that mean we're going to lose a lot of touchscreen game design now because, you know, we're not going to have a system that it's the preferable method? I know the Switch has a touchscreen, I get that, but, Mm. you know, it's not going to be the same, is it, in the same way? And the Wii was such a, Wii U was such a failure with its tablet. So it will affect game design, but that's just the nature of gaming, isn't it? Um, That things move on and things change, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think, I think. I think the two screens and and it's a long lineage with the DS and 3DS. I think yeah. you know, RPGs in particular had a really sort of strong showing there because finally you could have a screen with all your items and stats on one and you know the main sort of bit on the other. And I think that's been always a real boon to to that system. And yeah, as I say, it'll be a shame when that sort of disappears. Um, no, I, comp- I completely agree on on two points there. You know. I said earlier on, I, I kind of missed out on early Nintendo consoles. That That's the kind of under-the-TV consoles. I had the original Game Boy, and there's such nostalgia attached to that machine. So I was the same. When when Game Boy went by the by the wayside and we moved to DS, there was a, a feeling of sadness there. But then I also remember that when the DS... I mean, my memory of, of the DS announcement is of it being completely ridiculed. I, I mean, that might be completely mm. wrong, but just why on earth would you want two screens? And, and as you've said there... The possibilities that opened up were incredible, and and they just seem to do it time and time again, don't they? Nintendo, they they come up with something new that that people just have. No one's got anywhere near coming up with, and it seems to work. Obviously, Wii U was was a bit of a, a misstep in terms of popularity, but 
Um, it, it obviously hasn't stopped them from innovating again with the Switch. Um, it, no, it's an incredible, I'm, incredible I'm, record. Yeah, and and I'm sure I, I suspect you know, and, and Nintendo are getting quite good at sort of not not saying never. You know, I think yeah. some ideas will come around again. I think it's inevitable with them. So you know, um, I, and I'm sure a lot of these titles will find natural homes on Switch. It's, it feels that way. It feels like. You know, the, uh, very much like Dennis, uh, Phoenix Wright and uh, Professor Layton and things like that. It feels naturally that they will end up on the Switch, and um, I'm sure they'll find a decent home there. So, so yeah, I mean, obviously we've we've, we've gone through a, f- a few games there um, that we've been been playing in well in the podcast downtime. Traditionally, we would would end an episode kind of picking a game for each other from from each other's backlog to to go away and play and, and then we come back and discuss we've kind of preempted that this time we've kind of discussed what what kind of things we might be interested in playing soon so you're going to play uh yaku's island express do you do you know a huge amount about yes. it going in? um no um i'll be honest uh i picked it up fairly recently so when you're talking about backlogs i suppose it's not sort of long on the backlog mm. but uh it was cheap and um, it, I just saw it mentioned a lot on the internet, on forums and things, and I thought uh, it'll be interesting. I know it's a, I think, believe it's a Metroidvania, and it's got a dung beetle. I think that's all I really know about it. Um, okay. If so, yeah. Um, Excellent. I'm okay. sure I'll enjoy it. It's in, very much an indie game, isn't it? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to hear, hearing what you think of it, and uh, I'm going to play. Doom, you know the, the the more recent Doom game from a couple of years back now. Um, obviously, I'm aware of of the lineage of, of Doom games. Played the original back back in the day, but um, other than it, it was a very well received update. Um, I don't know a huge amount going in, so I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to tackling that. Haven't played a an out and out shooter for for quite a while, so um, it'll really? be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So. Wow. Um, um, yes, I think you will. Um, I think you'll have a lot to say about Doom. Um, it's um, it's a very uh, well put together game, um, and um, it, it, you know, I, I think whenever you have big gaps between things, you you sort of uh, worry that things will change significantly. I think uh, the new Doom only adds to um, what Doom is and what Doom can be. So um, I think you'll you'll find it fascinating. Excellent, no, great game, great game. I mean, absolutely amazing game. Great stuff. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to giving it a go then. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll we'll be back once we've played through those um, in the next episode. But um, until then, thanks for listening, and we will try and be a bit more regular. Perhaps not have a, a gap of two years between this one and the next one. We'll... <laughs> no, let's try not <laughs> try and do one a bit a bit sooner than that. Um, if you want to keep up to date with what's happening with the show, we're on Twitter uh, at Catch Up Pod. Um, but thanks for listening. We'll be back next time. See you later. Bye.